Welcome to Welcome to the Hallwall Manor. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And we're here to discuss Season 5, Episode 9 of Charmed. Sam, I am. Did you know that this episode was about Paige reconnecting with her dead father? Yeah, he's dead. He's re-dead. I meant because this was not mentioned at all. In the uh, episode description of this episode. I know. The episode description is just obsessed with Cole, just like Phoebe. The episode description is like, oh, this must be about Cole. I haven't seen Cole in a while. You know, whenever Cole is not on screen, everybody should be saying, where's Cole? Okay. Not... I agree with what you're saying, but also I feel like Cole is, in this episode, the hottest he has ever been. I know! It's and I mean he Julian McMahon so, is not an unattractive person. Yeah, yeah, but he's so sad and beardy. It, it it works for him. It works for Julian McMahon. Yeah, it works for me. Oof. Yeah, it's weird that one of the reasons apparently that Julian McMahon didn't want to be on the show anymore was because he felt like they didn't know what they were doing with Cole, which yeah. fair, but. Uh, I'm honestly I'm really into depressed, unkillable mega Satan Cole. I. I feel like, okay, I'm being too hard on myself. I'm going to start with that. I feel like a bad feminist. (laughs) Okay. That there's this show with three female leads, and I'm just like, oh, Cole. And then later, not in a sexy way, but in a, oh, this is what's interesting to me way, oh, Chris, right? Which is especially fun because I think, no offense to, I want to say Drew Fuller, the guy who played Chris. No offense to him, but I think he is far and away the worst actor ever on Charmed playing a main character. And the storyline is really bad. Like, and the storyline is terrible, but I love the Chris stuff so much. As, as you can tell by the fact that we're not even there yet and we're talking about Chris before we talk about any of the Charmed ones. Oh, yeah. We've t- we've talked about Chris a lot on this show for someone who we get, we'll get at the end of this season. Avatars are mentioned, which, oh my god, avatars. But avatars are established for the first time this episode. And I completely forgot there was a whole season before they become relevant after the Cole stuff wraps up. They're kind of like the first on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the way she shows up in... Oh yeah, in season three, in that episode everyone hates where Angel learns the meaning of Christmas. <laughs> I'm that's, sorry. That's correct. I'm laughing, but that's actually what happens in that episode. They know. It's, if they're listening to this podcast, they know, they know Buffy. It is terrible. I actually saw someone online who uh, was talking about how Charmed was better than Buffy, but you can't say it because you'll get, you know, torn to shreds. I'm like, well, okay. you are welcome to your opinion. I like Charmed. We've been talking about Charmed for quite some time, and we'll continue, and we we like the Chris stuff. We're all in on Charmed. Honestly, my affection for Charmed grows the more we talk about it. Because it's got a, I'm sorry about this, kind of magic. Boo. I know, but the thing is, like, Charmed is a really engaging show, even when it's not actively good which it frequently isn't but it's still such a fun thing to watch which okay so this episode opens at p3 which is weird right because it feels like p3 is usually what you use to close out an episode yeah especially here they have an actual band performing and again that's the kind of thing that usually they end on like they would mention just to pick a random example that dishwalla would be appearing (laughs) 
<laughs> and then you would end on that little concert moment. But here we begin with it. Or orgy. Remember from the episode with the seven sins, how the band at the end was orgy and was clearly just booked because it's a joke, but not really. You couldn't find a band called Pandora or something. I mean, I assume that was a band that was like under contract with Warner Brothers and that was why they did it. Yeah, probably. I mean, I feel like that was a lot of what happened with bands that were on Smallville. Which, oh my god, how weird is it that the Superman show has its own bronze? Hey, a bunch of high school kids decided to buy a coffee shop that randomly has bands play at it. Okay, so every TV show is required to do that. Like, it's not a thing that just Buffy does. Beverly Hills 90210 had it. Obviously, Charmed has it. I mean, I guess it's... Full House had it. Yes, Full House did. I guess it's because these TV studios are... They also own music studios, and it's like... It's cross-promotion. Yeah. Synergy, baby. Yeah, that's just corporate... Wow, that's just synergy. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So, Paige has a one-episode boyfriend who is different from the uh, one-episode boyfriend she had last episode. He died. (laughs) Phoebe's boyfriend died. Oh, right, right. Paige made out with her boyfriend once, and then it seemed like he was going to be in more of the episode, but he wasn't. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Just like Paige. Yes. Paige has a new love interest who wants to get her alone on a yacht, and... He wants to go to Big Sur. It's like a ski place. It's a place where you go skiing. Okay, you know what? Never mind. I thought... I, I was making a joke. I actually thought he wanted to take her, like, camping, which also feels like something someone would do to murder you. But I guess it's harder to murder someone at a, at a ski resort. Is it? Well, then in the woods or in the middle of the ocean, yes. I'm, oh, well, sure. It's sure. probably easier than doing it at home, but... I've never been skiing. Uh, I went once with my uncle when I was about 10. I was very, very bad at it, and I never went again. Full anecdote. It's funny because we live in a place now where skiing is very close to us. It's like less than an hour away, but we never go. We've never been. We Uh, never go. I mean, depending on the area you're in, because generally skiing feels like rich people bullshit, but you can do it pretty cheap in a lot of places. Like if you live in Vermont, you can go skiing for like five bucks. Well, there are cheap areas near us where you can go skiing. Yeah. Yeah. But... It really feels like weird rich person bullshit yeah. to me. I mean, I, no offense to the skiers in our audience. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure it's fun. Yeah. I'm also not a big fan of anything that requires me to have balance. Like, I kind of caps out at riding a bike. I can ride a bike. Don't love it, but I can do it. I don't. I don't like roller skating. I don't like anything where I'm way more likely to fall down than I normally am. Interesting. I think of myself as having poor balance, but I love bike riding. I like bike riding in big empty spaces where there's no one around. Like how I like driving. I like driving when the roads are empty, but that's sadly not the world. Well, not sadly, because it would have to be like a post-apocalypse, right? No, not necessarily. It could just be a road. It could just be a world that invested in public transit infrastructure. Mm. don't get me started on public transit this is not a joke i will go all day about public transit it's true you should ask her about bus lanes yeah yeah there's a whole thing it's 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 cool 
I'm sorry, we should actually talk about Charmed. All right, so Paige has been dumping all of her boyfriends. That's why we don't see the one from last week. That's why this one is just going to be in this scene, and now he's gone. I'm sorry, way too soon to be asking someone on a ski vacation. Yeah, that's true. Like, I don't know how much time passes between episodes, but I'm assuming about a week. I'm assuming they have an adventure every week or so. I think it's been a little longer because Piper, who's gossiping with Phoebe about this, Mm. talks about how Paige has just been dumping man after man after man because she has decided that she's not going to waste her time on guys who aren't the one. And that sounds fair to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she should. She can be done sowing her wild oats like. You don't need to spend time with people when you don't feel like there's a connection. Like, Yeah, also, she's ready to settle down. She wants to find the guy she's going to settle down with, and she can tell pretty early which guys are not right for her. Like that, I, I don't see the issue here. Well, we don't have to worry about it for too long because Phoebe comes over to her and says, Hey, hey, that's my thing. Looking for love and not finding it is my thing. Go find your own thing, Paige. This is all I have now. I'm looking for love, but I keep giving up on love. That is my whole thing now. You need to find something else. It's weird how she's fine with letting Paige take over her thing, being the one who actually cares about and researches the nuts and bolts of magic, but she doesn't want her to take her lovelorn stuff. Yeah, Phoebe is using that bachelor's degree in psychology to be like, Paige, what is this really about? And Paige is like, not wanting to waste Wait, my wait, ha- wait. This is, this is Phoebe cutting off Paige because she does not care. <laughs> she just wants to segue into talking about Cole and how she's so concerned because Cole has been too quiet lately. I love this. I love this. This is such a horrible thing to do to someone. Pretending like you're interested in their problems just so that you have an excuse to talk about yourself. That's, that's Phoebe. That is Phoebe. And also the thing she's concerned about is that Cole has not been around, right? She was concerned when he was around, and now she's concerned that he's not around, because wherever he is, he's probably getting up to evil. Yeah. What the shit, Phoebe? What can Cole do that will make you happy? Because, yeah... He can't be near you. He can't stay away from you. If Cole is being a sad schlub, he is drinking in a... Dive bar. Yeah. A TV dive bar. A TV dive bar. He is, he is drinking in a TV dive bar. Everyone has these little eensy wee guns. There's a robbery going on. The bouncer gets shot by one of the robbers. The bartender gets shot by one of the robbers. He's got a wee tiny gun. The robbers shoot Cole a bunch because everyone has been, you know, running and hiding from the bullets. And he's just been like, eh, whatever, sitting at the bar drinking. Like, and then one of them shoots his beer glass. Whiskey. His whiskey glass. Because after shooting him a whole bunch and seeing that nothing happened, what you want to do is antagonize this guy. Okay, so I interpreted that as they shoot at Cole and the bullets just kind of bounce off of him and shatter the whiskey glass. Not that they were aiming for it. They're just... They're just doing a spray and pray. So Cole is like, wait, now I care because that's that's who I am this episode. I do really like how he telekinetically tosses one of the guys who decided to rob a dive bar, which just seems like a bad idea. 
but he telekinetically tosses one of them across the room and all the patrons are like oh i know what kind of movie this is let's leave and he he kills both of the guys he he telekinetically throws them and then energy ball energy ball flume yeah so he kills the two guys who are robbing a bar and then these two gentlemen in all black appear and are like cool now you've done something that has summoned us because it is neither good nor evil but rather neutral join the neutral side cole oh barf so yeah yeah these are the avatars we'll talk about them more in a bit but yeah apparently killing human criminals is morally neutral because you can't kill humans but it's okay to kill criminals evil people or fighting evil is good but killing people is bad so killing people who are doing bad is good yeah like balanced out oh don't care for that nope weirdly enough this is sort of something that kind of carries through to the rest of the show like a kid at magic school legit murders somebody using the headless horseman in one episode but the guy was a robber so it's okay and they throw in oh it's okay the guy that you accidentally murdered was wanted for murder it's a real carceral mindset anyway back at the manor Piper is cleaning up to prepare for a bunch of nannies who are coming over. She's interviewing them to be the, her magical nanny, and she wants to make a good impression because... I don't need to explain that. That makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. She wants to look like she would be a fun person to work for. <laughs> Woo! Uh, yeah, or a good person to work for. And Paige points out, we're the charmed ones. We've legitimately destroyed the source of all evil. I feel like that's a pretty hefty resume. Yeah, she's like, who wouldn't want to work for the Charmed Ones? And it's like, anyone who is aware of you would not want to work for you. I I want to do something we don't usually do. Okay. And talk about outfits. You say that, but I feel like we do talk about outfits quite a bit here. I just, I kind of love what Paige is wearing. It looks like something from a blog that buys stuff at thrift stores and then like changes it modifies it into something else except it looks like the second or third entry from the blog like right after someone has started doing that it looks like she took one dress and cut the top off of it and then sewed a tank top to that to make it into a different shaped dress oh i was thinking that she like cut out one of those cowboy shirts she cut one of those up and then she put it over like a corset or something that kind of works too anyway it looks it it's a look it's a lot of look and i kind of like it yeah so page page is like who wouldn't want to work for us or the charmed ones and piper's like well anyone who doesn't want to be constantly under demon attack also why don't you use the lid when you're blending stuff and page is like it wasn't a potion it was a it was a milkshake or smoothie or something and piper's like that doesn't answer my question. That wasn't the relevant part of the question. Honestly, that is, like, why? Why wouldn't you use a lid when you're using a blender? Like, it's literally going to go all over the place <laughs> if you don't do that. That's some sick ass shit. So Leo orbs into the scene, and he's got an assignment for Paige. Paige is being called upon to be a white lighter because she's half white lighter, so she 
has to be a white is, is being a white leader not a choice i always assumed you got like the option to be one nope you don't get a choice you're just re- recruited is the wrong word nope it's the right word you die and if you were the right kind of person you get turned into a white lighter and you have no choice about it i was thinking like press ganged or yeah yeah one of those kind of words Honestly, it's not fair that Paige has to be one before she's even lived the life that she would to become a white lighter. She's just, like, born into it. Yeah. It's kind of a huge sucky thing that Paige and, I guess, any half-white lighter children don't have a choice. Also, it sucks for Paige's charges because she can't heal, which is, like, the big thing that white lighters do. Right? I know they inspire and guide or whatever, but I feel like healing is sort of the big thing. Well, let's let's jump ahead to what's going on here that is so much bullshit. Mm-hmm. The reason that Paige has been given a charge is because her charge is Sam, her dad. But she's not told that. She's just told that her charge is Sam and that she will inherently know where he is and to go to him. And the elders, we will learn, have done this because they lost track of him and they're just using Paige to find him. Yeah, that's a pretty shitty thing to do. Also, everything else about what happened with Sam, we'll get into it when he shows up. I mean, speaking of being forced into being a white lighter, he was forced to be a white lighter. He did his thing. He fell in love with a witch. He lost his white lighter status. He had to give up his daughter. We'll get into that in this episode. He died saving her and then oh. was forced to be a white lighter again. Well, he watched her die and then died saving her daughter after guarding the lake from the demon that killed her for like 30 years right oh yeah i said she, he died saving her meaning Paige, but right Paige wasn't around yet he died saving prue yeah yeah after watching patty die after the elders forced them to give up their kid or i guess they had to give up their kid to hide her from the elders yes Ugh. the same elders who are now just using her to track him down again they resurrected him against his will it's weird that this is the episode where the avatars are introduced because any alternative to the elders seems like a good idea at this point. Okay, we will talk about it in way, way more detail when the avatars become an actual thing. But the avatars are one of the most frustrating parts of this show because they are such an interesting idea that they do nothing with. Well, they don't really understand what it is to be neutral. Like, the writers don't. Yeah. Like, you know what? We're going to have many, 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 many episodes to talk about this. So, let's put a pin in it. Oh, no! Cole's doing stuff! Oh, God, right? Phoebe comes running in and she's like, We need to make a vanquishing potion for Cole! And, And Paige is like, What? And Phoebe's like, That's it! Our agreement with Cole is over. And Paige is like, what? Yeah, she saw in the news that the two guys in the bar got killed, and so she immediately figured out that it was Cole. I mean, she's right. But, but still, it's it's a pretty big conclusion to jump to. And also, Winton, did you have an agreement with Cole? like That they wouldn't attack him as long as he didn't kill any humans? I don't recall that either, but... Yeah, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm saying I have no memories of it happening. But, yeah, uh, 
Phoebe wants Paige to make a new vanquishing potion for Cole. She, she's mad at Paige for throwing out the old one, and Paige was like, it didn't work. And Phoebe's like, well, make a new one and make it work. And Paige is like, look, I have my own stuff to deal with. I have to go be a white lighter now, like inspiring other white lighters. So. Meanwhile, at Cole's apartment. Yes, Cole is hanging around the apartment, which. Are they. Does he own it? I I mean, I, it could not possibly matter less, but the avatars voip into Cole's room and he's like, oh my God, I'm not interested in whatever big underworld thing you guys are working on. And they're like, we're not demons, we're the avatars. We're not concerned with the underworld or the overworld, just the world world. The... Again, they've got a pretty solid pitch here because he's like, I don't want to deal with you know demonic bullshit and they're like look we're not about good or evil we're all about amassing power and you know you've got a lot of power we're not really about moral acts we are all just about getting power i i do like both of these guys have great evil facial expressions yeah like honestly well cast for evil i mean i guess not evil i guess they're neutral but but well cast the avatar stuff is all just going to be those gifts from the neutral planet from futurama on loop i know gifts are inherently on loop but cole throws energy balls at the avatars and they just don't do anything and he's like huh i thought i was like god essentially and they're like hmm hmm Hmm. Okay, we're going to teleport out. Phoebe's about to come in, and people have really good timing with that sort of thing. They really do. Man, if we still if we still did the thing that we do, or that we did with our previous podcast, where we had unrelated clips to open the show, this one would definitely be from the Futurama episode. It would be, what makes a man turn neutral, Kiff? <laughs> yes. Honestly, there's en- I feel like there's enough clips from that episode that we we would be set for the avatar stuff. But you know what makes a man turn neutral? Tell my wife I said hello. <laughs> uh what 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 turns the heart of a man neutral? Fucking Phoebe who shows up and calls like, "Okay, you don't want me to be good. You get mad at me when I'm evil. What do you want?" She's like, "I just want to know the truth, Cole. Did you kill those guys?" And he's like, "Yes." Obviously, yes. And it was super easy, and I don't care. And Phoebe's like, you're a monster. You're a beast. You're the devil himself. And he's like, you kill evil people all the time. And she's like, it's different when I do it. Oh, my God. Warlocks are people, right? Like, we've talked about this before. You, like, I'm not blaming you. You're killing people who are trying to murder you. But, like, that's what Cole did, too. Like... Is, is it different because they used bullets instead of athames? Is it different because... The people they were killing were humans instead of witches? Ooh, interesting. Cole says, what do you want? And she's like, I'm here to warn you. If you kill one more person, like two was bad, but one more, I'm going to come back and vanquish you. Good or evil, she quantifies the life of a human person. If you kill one more person, good or evil. Also, also... Also, also, 
not to go back to the Buffy well, but it just reminds me of the Dark Willow thing where Buffy's like, we can't let Willow kill Warren. If she crosses that line, she may never come back. And then she kills Warren and she's like, okay, we can't let Willow kill anyone else or she will have crossed a line she can never uncross. And then she kills Rack and Buffy's like, okay, look, we can't let her kill Andrew or Jonathan. Because if she does, she will have crossed a line she can't uncross. Yeah, I mean, Warren, whomst whomst among us has not killed Warren in our hearts? I I meant more like the weird thing with Cole where, okay, Cole got his two free kills, but this, if if he does one more, that'll be over the line. Yeah. Also, he killed that reporter guy, so three free kills. Uh, I'm sorry, slumlord guy. So, Leo and Paige are walking through a very gross alley. And Paige is like, oh, gross. Why couldn't it be assigned to White Lighter, a, a rich, hot millionaire? Which, I think you're being pretty judgmental for a White Lighter there, Paige. I mean, she points out that there's actual human waste on the ground. It's, it's gross, yeah, but like. She says, she does say, at least my cover story will work. I'll, because my cover story is that I'm a social worker, because that's the world she knows, that's the world she's from. And Leo tells her, oh, you're not going to need a cover story, because he's definitely going to recognize you, but I can't say anything more than that. Oops, gotta go, nanny interviews. Okay, I'm sorry, the fact that he used nanny interviews as his out does make me think that a lot of times he isn't being called by the elders and he just (laughs) wants to leave. 100%. Absolutely. I mean, Leo does legitimately have the perfect out for any situation. Oh, some some almighty forces that are above all of our understanding that only I can hear are telling me I have to go. Sorry. So Paige finds a grumpy cartoon bear sleeping in a bed full of clean laundry. It's the sort of mess you get when you're a set designer who's trying to make a, you know, palatable squalor. Yes. Also, uh, in the kitchenette area, there are empty liquor bottles and a hot plate, which is the ultimate sign of shabbiness in set dressing world. Mm. So Paige starts social workerizing him and he's like, you you can stop. I know what white lighters are. I know who the elders are. This is really, really frustrating for me personally. Also, it's kind of insulting that they sent a brand new novice white lighter after me. Like, that's that's just embarrassing and rude. Insult to injury. The, the insult is you and the injury was being, you know, bodily ripped from the heavens and forced to serve on Earth. And poor Paige is like, well, I didn't want to have to deal with you either. So maybe, maybe... It's the elders that we should both be mad at. And he he pulls, he quotes the Mary Tyler Moore show. He's like, you've got spunk. I hate spunk. And she's like, what? And then a dark lighter dorbs into the room and starts firing crossbow bolts all willy nilly. You know, the dark lighter arrows that are super poisonous to white lighters. Also, we get a, a nice focus on his tattoo his facial tattoo so we know that this is not an ordinary dark lighter yes this is a special dark lighter he fires the arrow and we don't get to see what happens in the rest of the scene because we cut back to the manor where a woman who is credited as elf nanny is interviewing 
Piper and Leo to see if she wants to be their nanny. She makes it clear that she does not do any cleaning and she does not do any cooking. And Piper doesn't point out that she herself is a chef. She's like, okay, fine. I'll figure out how to cook. Yeah. And and she's like, and the next thing, how often do demons attack? And Piper's like, oh, no, hardly ever. And then, you know, everyone orbs in. The dark lighter dorbs in. He dark lighter shoots sam with a crossbow bolt and uh the elven nanny's like yeah nope out and she kind of just grabs her basket and voips away she's a basket fair, for some reason well it, it's a purse it's like her her stuff it's her it's her mary poppins carpet bag full of stuff mm. to be fair she said how often do demons attack here and this is a dark lighter which is slightly different oh yeah i was gonna say semantics I was gonna say, she, I was gonna say she'd be fine if the dark lighter shot her, because dark lighter venom apparently only affects white lighters. Yes, but it's still an arrow, though. It is still an arrow. You can still be killed by someone shooting you with an arrow, even if the poison coating the arrow is not, you know, super effective against you. See, I thought you were going to say that. That's just semantics, and I was going to point out that all of the fairy tales I have read tell me that elves care a lot about semantics. This lady ends up working for them later anyway, so. I guess she wasn't that off-put by this. Maybe they offered hazard pay and she was good with it? So, Phoebe goes to remove the arrow from Sam's arm, and Piper and Leo have a little everyone except Paige knows that Paige, that this guy is Paige's dad conversation. Yeah, because like, I've met him. Yeah. And Paige is like, what are you talking what, what what what's going on here? Why why do you why why are you acting like you know him? And they're like, Don't worry about it. It's fine. They, they literally send her out of the room and are like, go get the book of shadows so we can talk about stuff that you don't know. Also, I feel like Dark Lighter arrows were a big deal before, but now Phoebe just pulls it out of his arm and Leo heals him and it's fine. Well, that's the thing. Dark lighter venom is only deadly if you don't have another white lighter on hand, which is why it's really, really shitty that the elders don't ever just like send down another white lighter when someone gets shot by a dark lighter. Uh... The elders suck is what I'm getting from this episode and also this show. Yeah. They later in the episode, I get it. It's because it's a like, I get it, it's because it's an important character thing for Sam, but they don't do the thing they do in every other episode where this happens, where they use the power switching spell to get the white oh, lighter yeah. powers so yeah. that they can heal, but no, Sam needs to have his hero moment later, where he remembers what it is to be a white lighter. But now that Paige is out of the room, everyone starts talking about how like really fucking weird it is that Sam is her dad and not dead anymore, because as you may remember, Sam died at the... You know, he, 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 he got drowned by the monster trying to save Peru, or electrocuted by the battery they used to kill him. Sure. Whatever. He died. He died killing the monster that killed their mom. And he was supposed to go up to heaven and get to spend the afterlife with Penny. Patty. Patty. Uh, if Gramps came back for him, that would be... No, no. She, only, she has a rule. Just one white lighter who later marries one of her descendants per lifetime. So she used hers up with Leo. Ugh gross but true but yeah the episode literally ended with patty's ghost coming to collect his ghost and then disappearing something 
which only Leo saw, but I guess he could have told them about it because everyone seems to know that that's what happened. They were like, I thought you, like, our mom brought you into the afterlife. And he's like, yeah, they changed their minds and sent me back. I've said it before and I will say it literally until the day I die. The elders are fucking dicks. Yes. And, and they even ask Leo, they're like, Leo, did you know that this is this was Paige's charge? And he's like, yeah, but the elders swore me to secrecy. Um, fuck the elders, Leo! Yeah. 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 So, they're like, okay, so we've got enough sad man problems, so can you- Do we? Well, Cole has secretly teleported into the house, and he's- he's Yeah, that's right. We need more sad man problems in the form of Cole spying on this whole conversation. He's eavesdropping. He's, like, pressed into the wall, and it's like, dude- you can turn invisible. Well, I mean, that's for our benefit. Let's 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 be a little fair. Yes. So Colt listens to the whole, you know, there's a special kind of dark lighter that's hunting Sam because if you kill a fallen white lighter, it's extra dark lighter points or whatever. Shouldn't it be fewer dark lighter points? Because a fallen white lighter is doing less good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But whatever, yeah, there's a special sect of Dark Lighter that is super powerful, and they focus on Fallen White Lighters. When you try to recruit a Fallen White Lighter, wouldn't that be like, how do you become a Dark Lighter? Is it you're a really shitty person, and then when you die, they're like, hey, you can go directly to hell, or you can do this whole Dark Lighter thing. Leo says that this this kind of dark lighter who hunts fallen white lighters like they become especially aggressive when you're just like right on the edge of losing your wings but shouldn't a dark lighter want a white lighter to lose their wings also is sam on the edge of losing his wings because isn't that what he wants and what we have already established the elders will not give him yes none of this makes any sense so during the dark dark lighter attack earlier piper blew off the guy's arm we forgot to mention that Cole voips to where the Dark Lighter is like, oh man, my arm. You know, he's sitting in a pit being sad that his arm got blown off. Uh, Cole teleports next to him and he's like, hey, I want you to do me a favor and like kill the Charmed Ones White Lighter. Anyone White Lightery around the Charmed Ones. He gives the guy his arm back and he, sp- and he says, look, you're not the only one with problems, man. <laughs> I kind of love Cole this episode. Cole's fantastic. He's the worst, but he's fantastic. He He has to... He has to explain the page situation because he's like, look, I know that you're hunting this white lighter and it, it might seem like a huge coincidence, but the guy has a daughter and the daughter's one of the charmed ones. So if you kill her, he'll come running and then it's like two for the price of one or I guess two and a half for the price of one. And I just want to point out that this means, since Cole has filled this dark lighter in, this means literally everyone except Paige knows what's going on now. <laughs> Everyone knows that this guy is Paige's dad, including the Dark Lighter. Uh, speaking of, Sam is back at his apartment, and Piper and Leo show up and are like, "Hey!" No, no. When he appears in the apartment, Piper and Leo are posing on his on his furniture, on his decrepit, cheap. Yes, they're, know, they're waiting at a tableau for him. Piper has her arms crossed, and then she has. She has her legs crossed, and then she has her arms crossed, posing on top of her legs. It is, 
it's like she's sitting for a portrait and they're like hey sam why don't you have a goddamn conversation with your daughter and he's like i don't i'm sorry i don't know if you if you realize this everything about the situation is emotionally horrible for me yeah and also he he didn't ask to be placed in this situation he he dealt with the fact that he had to do what he had to do to keep Paige safe to try to keep her safe and it didn't even work and then he had to watch patty die and then he had to like this this, it's bullshit yeah. Sam's whole deal is bullshit. And he points out, because Piper Piper tries to defend the elders. She's like, well, I don't always like the elders, but they usually have a reason for doing what they do. And the, and he's like, really? Really? Remember when they said that they would murder Leo if you two tried to get together? She's like, eh. Yeah, Piper is all for the elders when it doesn't personally affect her. Mm. Yeah, fair. Is it? I mean, it's it's not, but you know. They try to they try to convince him by being like, "This dark lighter's gonna kill you," and he's like, "Okay, sounds good to me, man." What's gonna happen? I'm either gonna just go into the afterlife where I want to be, or they're just gonna make me a white lighter again, and I'm back at square one. Okay, you're right, but also, theoretically, that means that dark lighters have no power because the elders can just make them white lighters again if they die, right? I mean, honestly, it's kind of shitty that the elders don't do that whenever anyone dies on this show. I mean, they do it for Agent Brody. Spoiler alert for any of you who care what happens to Agent Brody when he's introduced. Who care about Agent Brody but don't know what happens with his plot. Anyway, like, they, he dies and they just resurrect his ass as a white lighter for no reason. He wasn't a particularly good person. I mean, he basically spent his whole life trying to hunt the Avatars. I guess they don't like the Avatars, but, like... Yeah, he wasn't a good person, but he did things that benefited the elders, which is the elders' definition of good. I mean, I'd be pretty honked off that they didn't just bring Prue back as a white lighter, right? Well, it's because Prue was... This is my own pet theory, which we will talk about at length, but it's because Prue was immediately reincarnated as Chris. Yes. Prue is... We have talked about this on the show before, and we will talk about it a lot more when Chris shows up. They have very similar eyes. I wouldn't the same powers. Thousand percent believe that Chris is Prue. It explains everything that is otherwise explained by the fact that Shannon Toherty wasn't going to come back. I mean, that's obviously the out of out of story reason, but it in story explains everything. So back at the manor, Phoebe has decided. You know what? Someone should tell Paige about the whole Sam thing. Like she, she's like, okay, clearly you and Piper and Leo all know who Sam is you're gonna tell me and 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 phoebe's like he was our mom's white lighter and Paige has to do a little math and then she's like wait that means he's my bio dad well i think that the only reason phoebe tells her all of this is because Paige is distracted when phoebe wants her to be making vanquishing potions <laughs> for cole for cole that's the important thing here we don't care about your stupid i was gonna say dead dad yeah he's he's dead again yeah uh, this this is what his third time Yes, this is his third death. Wait, no, it's only his, it's his second death. He, he died, he became a white lighter. He died, he became a white lighter. Yeah. So two deaths. Two deaths. If he died again, it would be his third. Yes. Anyway, he shows up at the manor and he's like, hey, Paige, 
We should probably talk about the fact that I'm your dad who abandoned you. Sorry about that. And she's like, I already had a dad. He sucked and I hated him, but then he died when I was pretty young. So I guess he was cool, actually. Yep. She criticizes Sam for being like a loser and a drunk. And it's like, well, there's a there's a reason for that, Paige. Like, did you think that he wanted to give you up? Which he she point- knows the story, right? Yeah, like they told her what the deal was, and he points out he's like, because she's like, I don't, I don't have any opinions about you at all. I have no thoughts or feelings about you. You're nobody to me. And he's like, Yeah, because they made me give you up. Well, now let's be fair. This person is nobody to Paige. Wait, no, that's not true. It's her brother-in-law. Okay, twist. <laughs> Piper and Leo come back, and Phoebe's like, hey, good job getting Sam to come back. And they're like, what? We couldn't get him to come back. Turns out this is Cole in disguise. Cole shapeshifted to look like Sam and then came into the house for reasons. I love this. He's like, haha, I fooled you. And that's not the only surprise I have. Look, it's a dark lighter. See? And... And Phoebe's like, you're not the only one with the surprise. And she throws a potion at the dark lighter and the, it just explodes harmlessly on him. And Cole's like, I made him invincible. I can make people invincible. That's a thing I can do. Okay. Then the dark lighter fires his dark lighter arrow and it splits into three. It's and- it's in slow motion. It's fantastic. I love it. Yes. It splits into three and goes after all of the white lighters in the room. It pierces Paige. It pierces Leo. And it goes after... Piper's womb because her child is half white lighter, but her child is also like omnipotent and like vaporizes the arrow in the air. I I think it makes a force shield. Piper's functionally invincible from this point on. Before the baby was just healing her from the inside, I think we've hit the point in the pregnancy where she's just invincible now. Yep. So for some reason they're not doing the thing they always do like as soon as all of the white lighter and white lighter adjacent people in the room are shark like okay let's head out now and they Phoebe and Piper start triage I mean they're they they do a tourniquet on Paige and Leo to keep the poison from going into their bodies. I like how they put Paige on the wicker couch in the sunroom, but Leo's just on the floor. Yeah. Yep. Should have been should have tried being blood related to someone, Leo. Piper's like, "Why is Cole doing this now?" And Phoebe's like, "Because he's pure evil." How many times do I have to tell you people he's pure evil? And Paige is trying to tell phoebe how to like finish the vanquishing potion and phoebe just presses your hand over Paige's entire face and she's like shh you're gonna make the potion you're gonna get better and then you're gonna make the potion which i i get that it's supposed to be comforting but it really feels like phoebe just doesn't want to do it it's your ex-husband phoebe you figure out how to kill him Piper says that she's going to be the one who throws the vanquishing potion at Cole because apparently she's indestructible now that she's got the baby. Fair. And Sam has downgraded from his art-directedly, slovenly loft to literally sleeping in the alley. Yes, he's sleeping in the alley. The 
Dark Later approaches him. He's got his arrow drawn. He's like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Here's an easy one for old Dark Later, yo. But Cole stops him and he's like, I thought you wanted me to kill all of them. And Cole's like, no, I was using you. I'm using you. I'm a user. I use people. I know this poor Dark Later is like, but we made a deal. And Cole's like, evil. Yeah. Also, demon, like, it's okay to lie to demons, right? That's not an immoral act. Is it? I don't know. But he, he tells he tells Ronan, he's like, walk away. Walk away tall. And Ronan's the dark lighter. And Ronan's like, if I walk away, then you're just going to energy ball me in the back. And Cole's like, you're right. That is what I was going to do. But now I guess I'll just energy ball you in the front. Because I'm essentially... It, I, I, I am all powerful now. Really, we should have a thing where it's me versus Piper since we're both all powerful now. That is going to happen next episode. I'm very excited for it. <laughs> but speaking of Piper, Cole voips out of the alley and Piper shows up because, you know, Cole has planned this very, very specifically. And Piper just starts slapping Sam in the face. She's like, wake up. You got some healing to do. Get off your drunk ass and stop being a layabout. And by healing, you mean he needs to go back to the manor and heal Leo and Paige. Not that he needs to, like, heal his own soul or anything. Yeah, no. She does not give a shit about anything Sam-related. Other than the fact that he can heal Leo. Yeah. Or you could get off your ass and do the whole power-switching thing. But Nah. So Sam teleports uh piper back you know to the manor and he sees Paige, and he's trying to heal but he can't because he's lost faith and and phoebe's like hey do you want your daughter to die and he's like no and she's like okay heal he's like oh yeah now i can heal i needed someone to tell me that Paige was gonna die whatever whatever i i yeah, Sam comes to a realization that love makes you strong or whatever, and he heals Paige. And then they talk for a little bit, and then he heals Leo. I feel like I would be, if I were Piper, I'd be like, yeah, you can have this little resolution after you stop my husband from dying. Honestly, I feel like she gives him a dirty look when he goes to Paige first instead of Leo first. Like, it's in the background, so it could I, I, that could totally be in my head, but I definitely feel like that happens. Yeah, I mean... To be fair, if you have Leo, then you have twice the healing power. But also, you know, his daughter is the one you should be, since he needs the emotional connection. But yes, he he makes sure that he heals Paige, he heals Leo, and Cole's wicked plot to bring a dark lighter to their house to shoot everyone has failed. Yay. Time to go make some vanquishing potions so they can vanquish Cole. Yes, as Fifi puts it, we have a Cole to vanquish damn it phoebe so it's really weird that Paige is the one i know that she's been the study witch this season but it's really weird that it's Paige who's done this and not phoebe well remember the vanquishing potion that they used on Cole before didn't work so now they're just pulling not vanquishing potions specifically aimed at Cole, but just the most powerful ones they can think of so Paige helps them come up with the three most powerful potions. I want to point out, I should save this for one of our secret powers, but I'm, I'm just going to point it out now. She's like, these are stronger than the potions we use to vanquish the source. Potions are not part of the spell that you use to vanquish the source. Yep. You trapped him in a crystal cage, and then you invoked the spirits of your ancestors. You've done it like three times this season, because 
It is a really good finisher move. No potions were involved. So they do have a little bit of Cole's blood, and they try to use the potions on this blood to see what happens. And it works. The they have the uh, the letter opener that that Phoebe stabbed Cole with at the beginning of the season. Uh huh. And apparently nothing's been able to hurt it since it's been stained with his blood, which was also acid. So, but whatever. The three prong potion manages to successfully blow up the letter opener. So Piper says, "Phoebe, are you okay?" And Phoebe says, "How can you even ask me that?" All right, back at Cole's place, Cole is writing his his last letter to Phoebe while he stares wistfully at a picture of the two of them. Do you think she's going to get that apartment after he dies? Yeah. And they were legally married? They were. So. Also, remember, he's a lawyer. He probably wrote a will, and it probably leaves everything to Phoebe. Hmm. So the avatars come in, and they're like, so you're really just gonna do this this is your whole plan you're gonna die and you're gonna you're gonna go out you're gonna let the charmed ones take you out and he's like eh. and they're like oh try to think about it our way before it happens or whatever happens happens it it has to be really easy to be one of these kind of like ambiguous chaos spirits because you can just speak meaningfully and either it ends up panning out or it doesn't and nobody thinks about the fact that it didn't end up panning out. Yeah. Like, you can just speak with ominous portent and either ominous things are going to happen or they won't. But you'll probably, you'll get credit for it if they do and it, no one will remember what you said if they don't, so. So, the avatars leave and the charmed ones arrive because of that magical timing that they have. Yes. Cole takes a long moment while they're standing there to take off his wedding ring and place it with the letter that he wrote for Phoebe. Like, this this man is clearly telegraphing what he's doing. This is a cry for help. Yeah, which, God, are these the wrong people to be crying out to help to? Well, Phoebe is nothing if not contrary. When she realizes that he wants them to vanquish him, she's like, wait, wait, don't vanquish him. It's what he wants. Yeah. Piper throws her potion, Paige throws her potion, Phoebe's about to throw a potion when she's like, wait a second, Cole wanted us to kill him. His plan was, his plan was so stupid it had to have been on purpose to make us angry enough to finally vanquish him. And Cole's like, you said you were going to vanquish me at the beginning of the episode. Why would I need to go through all this? And Phoebe's like, nah, I've cottoned on to your plan. He's like, yeah, I want you to kill me, but you want to kill me too. Cole, like, Cole says... I thought you wanted to vanquish me. And Phoebe says, yeah, but on our terms, not yours. What the fuck? <laughs> what? Why are we supposed to think Phoebe is likable at all in this situation? Or why are we supposed to be on her side even? Cole is so done with this. He uses telekinesis to rip the potion out of Phoebe's hand and vanquish himself. Except that it doesn't work because he's just too powerful now. Even the most powerful vanquishing potions the Charmed Ones can come up with can't vanquish him, so... Oops. He falls to his knees and he wails a manly wail of man pain. And uh, Phoebe's like, oh no. He's like, no, if the Charmed Ones can't vanquish me, no one can! That's not very optimistic. (laughs) Come on, Cole, I'm sure you can find someone to vanquish you. 
So Sam is asking about the A plot. He's like, I know this episode was named after me or whatever, but I guess something happened with Cole, right? Cole's not in this scene, so I I, I guess I have to mention Cole. This, what happened with Cole? This is the next day, or I don't know how many days have passed, but he's definitely cleaned himself up. Yep. That's all it takes. I mean, I guess he's not... Yeah, I can... white leaders can get drunk, I guess, right? Totally. He reiterates to Paige that giving her up was the hardest thing they ever had to do because that's the trope, right? Yeah, and... He wanted to give her the best possible chance. Yeah, and she's like... Earlier in the episode, she said, you know, I never spent time wondering about you because I had an amazing dad, which you didn't. We saw the flashback episode, but... Whatever, it's fine. And he's like, I'm... In this scene, he's like, you know how you said you had that amazing dad? I'm glad that you... I'm glad that you had that because... I literally was not able to be that for you. If I tried if I tried to be that for you, the elders would have killed me, your mom, and your sisters. Okay. I hate this because Paige says to him, I, I thought I could go my whole life without meeting you and it would be fine, but that's not true. And I guess the elders knew that and they put you in my path so that I would meet fuck the elders Paige stop giving them credit for like secretly doing good things no they used you like a bloodhound because they wanted to punish this man and they couldn't find him yeah you know if they wanted you to get to know your dad they could have just been like hey Paige why don't you call up your dad's ghost and have a chat with him it's something you're very capable of doing What's interesting is she talks about, like, how they all made the choices they made. She chose to be a witch. She says, I chose to be a witch and I'm a white lighter, too. She She's not making this point, but she didn't choose to be a white lighter. That's a thing that the elders are forcing on her. Literally, in this episode, Leo just came up to her and was like, hey, you have a charge now. Anyway, in the kitchen, Leo orbs into inform piper that the elf nanny has told all of the other nannies in the nanny network not to work for the charmed ones so they're screwed yeah which is i i don't remember them actively going through pains to get the elf nanny back but she is in at least a couple of episodes after Wyatt is born so yeah yeah so Paige walks into the room and she's like meeting my dad has resolved some emotional issue i had so I guess I am going to go skiing with that guy or whatever. I guess the reason I couldn't commit was daddy issues after all. Ugh. Ugh. So, Paige is talking about finally resolving her emotional issues due to her, you know, absentee slash dead dad. And Phoebe does this loud dramatic sigh because they weren't focusing on her for five goddamn seconds. And they're like, what is it, Phoebe? Do you have a problem with me getting back together with Trevor? And she's like, no, I'm sorry. I can't focus on anything because I have an invincible ex-husband who's trying to kill me. It's like, no, he's not. He's actively not. Jesus Christ, Phoebe, what's wrong with you? And then we just we just get a shot of Cole staring forlornly off of his own balcony because all he wants is to be left alone and possibly for the charmed ones to vanquish him. And yet and yet and yet And yet. And that's the episode. Okay, so that it wasn't terrible, I guess. 
Look, the episode wasn't terrible. The elders are terrible. Yes, the elders are terrible. We try very hard to avoid referencing Alison Pregler's amazing charmed reviews, but as she so succinctly put it, the elders are dicks. They really are. So I thought you were going to say that we try to avoid too much Buffy comparison. Oh, yeah. Which I was going to use to segue into next week's episode. Ooh. Which is called E2 Mummy Tambien. Boo. Oh, boo. A demon mummifies Phoebe's body to hold the spirit of his dead lover, Isis. Okay, Inca mummy girl. Except, except Phoebe is the, is the Inca mummy girl in question. Yeah. Yeah, next episode is not great when it comes to not being ableist because Cole's crazy now. And they're playing it for comedy, which is... Not great. Not great. Speaking of things Buffy had some issues with. Here's the question, though. Ink of Mummy Girl is not a particularly good episode. Oh, I mean, no. it's fine, but it's not one of the better episodes. So I wonder if this episode, how it will compare to Buffy. Well, I don't really think it's an exact parallel with Ink of Mummy Girl. It's more like the classic mummy, right? Because it's... The mummy is looking for a woman to fill his... With his wife's essence or whatever. That's not the classic movie story, but that, that is the story, yes. Yeah. I meant movie-wise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The movie, The Mummy, yeah. yeah. And yeah. the and the original The Mummy movie. Yeah, I guess. Oh, is that the... I guess I don't know the plot of the original Universal Horror movie, The Mummy. Okay, I might be wrong about this, but I am pretty sure The, the Mummy is looking for the woman to, you know, possess to put his wife's soul in or whatever. Okay, we should research this before the episode next time, and part of that research should involve a rewatch of my sexual awakening movie, The Mummy. Yes. Accurate. (laughs) All right, let's talk about this episode, though. I think we have some segments? Yes, much like the Charmed Ones, we have our own power of three. The first power in our pack is Premonition, who in this episode is, was, or will become famous. You had someone I did not, unless was one of the avatars that guy from, uh... What's it called? Once Upon a Time? No. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure the guy who played Marco was already in this show as a member of the triad, but he looks enough like him. He was. No, uh, actually, and I think this is interesting because I feel like we just had, we just had Jigsaw, right? Yeah. Oh, is this Tony Todd? Tony Todd is one of the avatars. Tony Todd, who is, of course, Candyman. And also, we were talking about this a while ago, he's the guy who is heavily implied to be the physical manifestation of death in the Final Destination movies. He's in all three as slightly different characters. Yeah, I just, I think it's, uh, I think it's interesting that, well, I mean, obviously Jigsaw came later, but these, these iconic horror movie actors... Yeah, we had Robert England too. Yeah, he, he was the guy who like the collector guy. Yeah, and I think I think they work well on Charmed. Yeah, yeah, because they know how to play the right line between sinister and camp for Charmed. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yes, so eighties, nineties horror movie, and I guess two thousands because Jigsaw, uh, horror movie icons. That's that's Charmed's sweet spot. 
So I think that's premonitions. Yeah, that will bring us to the second power in our pack, Time Freeze. What, if anything, specifically dated this episode? I didn't really have anything for this. I feel like the way that they had the... The villains shoot up the bar would not happen. I feel like it would have been done differently on television if it were made today, just because it too it it, it too much evokes real life mass shootings. So I think mm. they would have done it differently. God, that's yeah, that's. I'm sorry, that's a dark time freeze, but I... yeah, I, I yeah, I don't think you would have that as just the opener of. Yeah. God. And it's just a casual throwaway thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, like, it it just sets up the whole, like, conflict with Cole. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. So I, I think that would have been done differently. And I think, weirdly, they, it would have been done... They would have been shown to be more sinister because they would have... Instead of having them just shoot up a bar, which is what happens... You probably would have had them directly menacing someone. Yeah. Which weirdly might have made it easier to relate to Cole because you would have seen them menacing someone. Yeah, Cole's drunk in an alley and they're harassing a woman. They've got her, like, surrounded. Cole's, like, trying to ignore them, but they're right in his alley. Yeah. Yeah, that's how they would... I think that's how they would have done it if they did the episode today. Yeah. And that's obviously just speculation, but it's definitely something that I feel like placed the episode as not being done today. Did you have anything? No, no, I didn't. Ha and speaking of not having anything, our final segment, telekinesis. What if anything genuinely moved you this episode? Like, can I acknowledge that they really wanted me to be moved by the whole thing with Sam and Paige and just... It, it didn't do it. it. It didn't do it. Yeah, not feeling it. Sorry. And the guy who played Sam wasn't bad or anything. Like, it was two perfectly good actors doing a perfectly good job with fairly solid material. It just, eh. Rose McGowan was out there doing her best. It just, it just didn't do it for me because I, I can't get over my irritation with the elders for doing all of this and then we're supposed to give them credit for well we've talked this to death so i think we should just wrap it up yes although <laughs> I, I do have one of our secret powers oh by all means uh much like the charmed ones over time our powers have grown one of those powers is molecular combustion what blew apart continuity can i just count the whole sam thing like i know it's not technically against continuity it because they acknowledged that he went into the afterlife. Although, technically, Leo was the only one who saw it happen, but I guess I could have told them about it. A bunch of this stuff technically could be explained, but it feels really weird. Yeah. That, like, we saw him go off in the afterlife, and now he's back as a white lighter. Leo was the only one who saw it happen, but now everyone knows about it. Yeah, even if you even if you assume that the elders just like changed their mind and ripped him back down to earth, like that doesn't gel with what we saw. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely molecular combustion. And I think that will about do it. All right, our show is partially listener supported. If you want to be one of the supporters, you should head over to our website www.welcometotelevision.net and click on our Patreon link. We'd like to thank our current five dollars above patrons: Meryl, Patricia, Rosa, Ryan, Mara Cruz, Benjamin, Kate, Jen, Dan, and Anthony. 
If you'd like to support the show in other ways, you could always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. If you want to talk about this episode or an episode or an episode of any television show, you can tweet at us at I Love TV Zines or email us at I Love Television Zines at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And this has been Welcome to the Hollowell Manor.